0: Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday, we begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. And our adventures in Arkansas continue. We are in Prairie Grove, Arkansas. And we're going to visit with the band Brick Fields. after I talk about this. It's really this simple. You buy Kitty's Litter Box, open the box, place the litter in the box, introduce the box to your cat. When the cat does their business for eh, maybe 30 days or so, close the box and throw it away. That's it. Just close the box and grab the handle of this biodegradable box and throw it away. Perfect for traveling with your favorite feline, affordable and convenient. That's the one thing I really hated about cats personally. And I don't know how it became my job, but I end up having to clean the litter box. Not anymore with Kitty's Litter Box. What did I say? Throw it away. Okay. It's that simple. Kitty's Litter Box. If they were around 20 years ago, who knows? Maybe I would still have cats. Kitty's Litter Box, all lowercase, kittieslitterbox.com. Order today. It's perfect. Kevin's already trying not to laugh at that pun. (laughs) With us today is a band called Brick Fields at Prairie Grove, and that's Rachel Fields, her husband Larry Brick, on guitar, Chris Parker. And then with us today, Kevin Bonner on drums, Jason Young on bass. And I guess Hunter may or may not make an appearance. Hunter Judkins is the sax player. He may or may not make an appearance. Is that correct?
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: All right. So, Rachel, this is kind of your baby. It sounds like. I mean, the band is called Brick Fields, and it's Rachel Fields, right? But your husband's Larry Brick. So is it the two of you just got together one day and said, uh, uh, "What do you want to do today, honey? No, let's start a band."
1: <laughs> yeah, well, um, I was playing music in a, in downtown Eureka Springs, which is a place here in Northwest Arkansas in the Ozark Mountains. And uh, Larry walked in, and I was playing with a friend of mine on drum, The drummer knew Larry, invited him up on stage, and we just clicked. Yeah, musically, and uh, we became good friends, and I, I think six months later, we were married. Wow. <laughs> so it, it was that quick.
0: What kind of music were you playing then?
1: People ask that all the time, and I, I guess you'd have to say folk, uh, Americana, gospel, blues, just a little bit of everything, but mostly original music. Okay. I'm a songwriter, and as is Larry, so uh, we did a lot and still do a lot of original music.
0: The music that we're going to hear today, On the Vine, Sophia, Talk About the Weather, those are all originals, correct? They are. Yeah, okay. You and Larry are together, and obviously you were not with Kevin Bonner at the time, right? No. Kevin is your new drummer no. now. So, how did? What was the evolution? I guess of so it's you and you and Larry. Then, what parts started falling into place and when?
1: Well, this is great. Uh, Larry and I are neither one of us are good at booking gigs, and <laughs> it's a really tough gig <laughs> to book gigs, right? So, we can do the music thing, but when it comes to everything else, I, I do do everything else, but it, it kind of sucks if I can say it sucks. It kind of sucks, you know. All right, and I'm not good at it at all. We decided, well, let's just create our own gigs. We went to a venue in, in Eureka Springs and we said, hey, can we start doing a gospel brunch on Sunday? And it became a pretty big deal, and we did that for four years. Then we moved to Fayetteville, Arkansas. And we walked into this place called Bear's Place, uh, which was a few blocks from where we lived one day. And we said, Hey, Barry was the owner's name. Could we uh, start coming in on Wednesday nights and play for Tips and Cheeseburgers? Just the two of
0: us. Tips <laughs> and, and uh, <laughs> Cheeseburgers. Oh, my God. If that's not a song, I don't know what is.
1: You're right, man. I need. Okay, Kevin, get on that one. All right.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. That's what we need to do. Kevin's going like,
1: what? Yeah, Uh, uh, so uh, he's like, sure, go ahead, you know. So we put out the tip jar, and one by one, musicians started showing up. People started showing up to listen, and Kevin was probably, you were certainly the first drummer. Yeah. Uh, Kevin had a band called Let the Center. And so those guys, Kevin and Vince Turner and Jesse Dean, very talented guys. They were one of my favorite bands around, started coming in and and jamming with us. And Kevin stuck around, and that's been 10 years ago. Wow. And, uh, yeah, one by one, these guys, you know, came around. Chris Parker showed up and started playing with us, and his wife was on bass at one time. Then uh, Hunter showed up with a saxophone, and we've had several horn players. And, you know, there were nights when we'd have 20 people on the stage. And, you know, at times it's still like that. So it be- Wednesday nights became a Brickfield Wednesday Night Blues Therapy. And it's still going for cool. over 10 years. now, we just celebrated our 10-year anniversary. And, man, we'll, we'll have musicians pass through from... From anywhere and everywhere I and mean, then we have locals that show up and we had a our friend who beat daniels played bass with us for many years we lost him two years ago
2: no oh, i'm sorry
1: and jason joined us so jason's been with us for I, I believe two years now i think am i right jason
0: how'd that work jason how did you uh how did you parlay a, a gig there
3: i was a fan first i used to go to bears see them play and i i knew chris and i knew kevin i didn't know rachel and larry very well When they moved the shows to Murano's, I was going up a lot. And I showed up one day, and their current bass player pretty much showed me his bass. He said, oh, another bass player. Why don't you come up here? And I was not ready. So finally, I I got the nerve up about maybe a month later to ask Kevin. I was like, send me some songs, and I'll show up. So Kevin sent me a list of songs. I watched all the YouTube videos, and I wrote out pages and pages of chords and showed up, super nervous and there was another bass player playing that night he played first and i played second and pretty much they haven't fired me since so <laughs> i think it worked out this is uh,
0: fascinating this is fascinating to me because i used to be in a cover band and one of my best friends was the bass was the bass player and he just auditioned yesterday for a country band up in st louis he got the gig but he's like second string the established yeah. band but the bass player has to go. He's got to go out of town four or five months out of the year. So John's going to step in and do that gig. And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't remember bass players being that competitive. But I talked to so many people that talk about just what you were saying, Jason. It's like, well, it's him and me.
2: Him and me.
3: Sure. Yeah, I uh, I was extremely fortunate. They just let me stick around. I, I remember the. I think it was the first night that I played. Rachel turned around and said, I didn't even notice you were there. That was the biggest compliment that you could possibly have That's for a band. Absolutely. Never a played great with before.
0: <laughs> right. No kidding. That's incredible. So, Kevin, what about you? Now you you found them. Are you you were friends with you said you were friends with Larry? Is that right?
4: actually, no. Uh I as Rachel said, I was in a band called Left of Center with uh, Vince Turner and Jesse Dean. And they came to a gig once. I remember this is how I remember it, Rachel. Y'all came to a gig. And invited us down, just kind of friendly. Hey, we do this thing every Wednesday. Come on down. And so I did. And I had a cajon, a little percussion instrument, and sat in and liked it. And she turned around after the gig and said, would you come back? I said, sure. I came back with a little box, played again. She said, "Will you come back and bring a full set? I said, sure. And that was it. I've, I've been there ever since. And that was 11 years ago, Rachel, something like that.
1: Yeah,
4: yeah, I imagine so. It, it must have been. It was 2012 yeah, when we started. It. So
0: wow. that's a lifetime for a lot of bands. You know, that's that's impressive. That's very impressive, Richard. you're Beautiful like- to
4: have a as a musician to have a steady gig. And when I first played with Reg, when we first started doing it, and she was, I didn't recognize any of the songs because they were hers. Right. But I I felt them. I knew it. It was like. I knew her language. I knew where she wanted to go and things. So I was just there to support her and been there ever since. Love doing it.
0: That's so cool because typically you see that with the bass and the drums getting in sync like that, but you get in in sync with Rachel. And Rachel is not just like the front woman and not just the vocalist. You play guitar and you also play flute, right?
1: I do. Yes.
0: Is the flute like a focus instrument of your band?
1: No, it's more like a uh, shock factor.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, we've done this. Now let's pull this out, and, let's you know, see what give you something here. else. <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> and and are you uh are you kind of like the mama bear of the band? It kind of get that vibe that that's what you are. You kind of keep the boys in line
1: i'll let them answer that
0: jason's jason's (laughs) nodding kevin's
4: nodding so i'm I'm
1: okay (laughs) yeah i'm a
4: little bit older than rachel is so uh, she's like my little sister Uh, but no she is she when she is firm she is firm and you don't mess with that she is (sighs) she can be stubborn what do you say to that jason
0: (laughs) is that accurate
3: Oh, absolutely. And I'm the new guy, so I'm still getting used to this dynamic. But, uh, yeah, Rachel controls the show. Well, I
1: I do reach out and try to get uh, their opinions on things, guidance on things. And I've noticed that there's times when I will ask them certain things and not one of them will reply. (laughs) (laughs) And I think, well, I guess because they know that I'm just going to do whatever I want to do anyway. But,
2: (laughs) you know. (laughs)
0: And, and kevin's nodding yeah <laughs> and, and jason being so, guys just keeping his mouth shut way to go jason
4: <laughs> tell <laughs> them funny. the set list thing rachel yeah
0: yeah what is the set list thing
4: what set list exactly
3: oh okay because <laughs> yeah, that's
0: always one of my questions with bands is who does the set list because there, there are some bands where the front man does the band uh, does the set list there's a, a guy i deal with in oklahoma they've been playing for 30 years he's got 30 years of music and he might show up at a gig not a practice at a gig with a song they've never even practiced before because yeah i wanted to add this i haven't played it in 10 years or 12 years whatever do you show up at a gig well how long is your gig usually when you do a show how long do you do and who presents the idea for the set
3: list
1: we we play a lot of different kinds of gigs because we're you know working musicians so if we do a festival, the, the set's usually going to be about an hour and 15 minutes. If we play a, a venue, you're looking at about three hours. And if we play some sort of special event, it's probably going to be two hours. And I didn't catch the other half of your question. You're talking who, about does, set
0: list. Who, who does the set list? Who presents the set list? Say, hey, guys, here's what we're doing here.
1: Actually, I'll put out a set list and we never follow it. They make fun of me for that. But, you know, when Jason joined the group, he's like, he wrote out a few set lists and he went a whole nother direction that I never think to go like starting out with some songs that I usually keep for later on. And I was like, wow, cool. You know, that actually kind of works. And so it it was really cool. He does that sometimes he'll come with uh, some ideas for a set list. And I really appreciate that. And it helps to have the first two or three songs anyway. Like this is the first two or three songs we're starting out with, and then you can get the fillers going, and then you can see what the audience is doing, and you can read them, and then you kind of know where to go after that. That's a Um, question
0: that comes up a lot about how you react to that when you're playing to a room of 10 and five leave. You're you're playing to to a small group anyway, playing to 10, and then five of them say, okay, let's go somewhere else now. And all of a sudden you're playing the half the house and the house was only 10 people anyway. And how humbling that is. How does that affect you? Does it, uh, Jason, you're the u- young guy in the band. so
3: Like Rachel was talking about me bringing in songs. I think I just did that because they were songs that I knew the best. I, oh. I wasn't, con- I wasn't consciously doing anything. I was just like, Oh, I, I'm not going to mess. I'm not going to mess this song up. So I'm going to just suggest that one.
0: But, so, uh, so no great creativity it's just like where am i safe
3: <laughs> yeah exactly but as far as uh small crowds i don't i honestly don't remember we played a few gigs since i've joined where they're just it was a sparse crowd but i think that's the opportunity to try out new stuff between the band and just kind of woodshed stuff in the mm-hmm. live setting because we don't get an opportunity to rehearse a lot it helps us just kind of feel stuff out. When you're mentioning uh, your your buddy bringing in music that the band's never played before, that's kind of the first year that I was playing. That's how it would go: is Rachel would be like, "Oh, I have a new song." She'd send us a Facebook video with some chords on it yeah. and try to practice it. But obviously, you're not getting the full effect of playing with the full band. But a lot of the stuff that she wrote after I joined, we worked out on stage, and I feel like that's a really good way. To just kind of figured out on the spot and a lot of those parts that we figured out on the spot stuck and yeah. it's just a really fun way to figure stuff out i think
0: kevin you're kind of the seasoned veteran of this brick band you said you're older than rachel she's like your younger sister and i appear to be older than jason so do they respond to your senior and i'm not trying to make you sound old because i'm older than all of you probably <laughs> combined do they respond to your experience and your seniority?
4: I'll be honest, when Jason first joined the band, I, I probably rode him a little bit harder than I should have. Uh, we just lost a, a Hoobie, like Rachel said earlier, bass player, Hoobie Daniels. And he was a, one of my best friends. And so so thank you, Jason, for hanging on that long. But I don't know if it's a seniority place. I think it's just because I've been there, I, I'm familiar with how Rachel I guess our, her musical thought processes are so it's more of a oh yeah here we go we're going to do this one because she's leaning towards this way it's uh, more of kind of I guess maybe I'm just like a sign or a totem pole that's stuck in the ground <laughs> where the people can come around and go okay what's happening now, and I can kind of let them know.
0: The songs we're going to listen to today, On the Vine, Sophia, Talk About the Weather. Did you write all of those, Rachel? Or did Larry write some of them? Do you co-write? How does that work?
1: Yeah, I wrote uh, On the Vine before I met Larry. Sophia is a brand new song that that I wrote not very long ago. And Talk About the Weather is a song that Larry and I wrote together.
0: Oh, how cool. Good. So we get a good blend. Sometimes I'll have a guest on here with a band and somebody wrote all the songs.
1: Yeah. I I would like to say though, you know, these songs were very different where they, when they were written, when I bring songs to the band, they all, all the musicians in the band have a part of creating the sound and the groove and what the song becomes. So it, it, you know, it really is a group effort.
0: You have a vision. I use the analogy of a lump of clay. You have a vision of what this model is going to be. You know, it's going to be a dog or it's going to be a house or it's going to be a boat or it's going to be the sun, but it's up to them to bring their part into helping you shape that clay. What do you think of that? In right.
1: Kevin really has a good feel for what I'm thinking and where I'm wanting to go with something. So, you know, it's like Sophia, when I wrote it, he could hear what I was wanting to do with that song. Whereas, and and Larry always, of course, he gets it, you know, something we've always had. But Kevin, you know, he seems to always understand where I'm wanting to go with the song, whereas maybe someone else might hear it another way or something. So
0: it works out pretty good. You start with the basic idea. Kevin, because he's played with you longer, kind of knows where you're going with it. And then the other parts kind of come together. That's so cool. It's it's Uh that you have that dynamic. So on the vine... When I heard that, I heard Tina Turner, I heard Stevie Nicks, and I heard Janis Joplin in all all three oh, wow. of those voices coming from you. So is that your natural style or is that you pick a style for the, like a certain voicing for a song? Like I'm doing this song and it really means this and I want to do it this way. And, and this is how I want to do it because I remember how I think if if Ella did this song, she would do it this way. Or you just sing it because that's how you sing it.
1: Yeah, I just think because that's how I sing it. That is so cool that you named those artists. I don't don't focus on any of those artists. Yeah, when I I sing, I want to remain true to my heart and soul. And I want to put that feeling and and voice out there so that it touches other people's hearts and souls. So that's cool. That's the way you heard it.
0: I like lyrics. And I couldn't get to the lyrics because I was just so wrapped up in the whole. And and, uh, again, your, your vocals captured me. But how the whole music piece came together was so cool that I got to listen to it again now to see if I even know what the song is about. I didn't even get there yet because it was just wrapped up in the music and everything clicked. Everything came in just when it was supposed to. And nothing sounded spontaneous. You know what I mean? Sometimes you'll do a song like when you do a song live, all of a sudden, you know, Jason, you know, you might say, I'm going to do this little thing with the bass instead. Or Kevin, you might do a, a reverse roll a different way or something. It's something like that. Everything was just perfect and tight, and I, I like that so much that I, like I said, I got to go back and listen to it now to see what it's about. So, uh, give me my Cliff Notes. What is this song about? Because we're going to play it here in a sec.
1: I wrote it a long time ago. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, it's you know, every time I sing it, it's about something different. It's it's about when I wrote this song, I was in a different place in life. I was a single mother. I was living in. Uh, eureka springs arkansas i do not really recall what inspired me to write the song but love grows on the vine is it's, it's a vine that that's connected and if you understand the the beauty of love we could all live on that vine together so i uh actually was reading scripture one day where in john 15 or john 1 15 and forgive me, I don't remember the exact one. It says, it talks about love on the vine, that Christ is the vine and all this. And I thought, whoa, you know, it was a yeah. prophecy given to me that I didn't, I was not familiar with. And then I read it and I've had that happen. I can't tell you how many times. It came from a place that nothing to do with. I mean, okay. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, it was you know, a given word. So.
0: Jesus is love. Love is the vine. And you can take this in a religious tone now and say, this is almost like a gospel message. But you can also take yeah. it very secularly and just say, love is this way. Now I've got to listen right. to the song two more times. I got to listen to it with my gospel ears. I got to listen to it with my like rhythm and blues and rock and roll ears. But I'm going to listen to it just one time right now, just for the song again. Thank you. We're with the brick fields, and this song is On the Vine. with Rick Fields from Pine Grove, Arkansas, and we'll be back visiting with them and talking a little bit more about their music, their inspiration, another couple of songs. This is primarily for ladies, but not just for ladies. You don't need big promises. You need results. Simple Beauty Retinol Moisturizer contains only the best ingredients for your skin. It doesn't contain unnecessary ingredients that may cause you further skin issues. Specifically formulated, the retinol moisturizer helps reduce the appearance of lines and wrinkles, makes the skin appear younger, softer, smoother. A powerful combination of antioxidants, vitamin A, C, B5, and E, fight premature aging by blocking DNA-damaging free radicals and promoting softness and elasticity. It contains natural ingredients like aloe vera, jojoba oil, rose water, sunflower oil, All great for activating a variety of skin conditions. Simple Beauty Retinol Moisturizer. SimpleBeautySkinCare.com. It simply works. And back with Brick Fields. And I thought we might have Larry Brick joining us, but uh, I'm not seeing him on the Zoom camera that we use for these. So maybe Larry's not going to join us. Rachel, you play guitar, you play flute. I asked you about Tice Van Leer. You didn't know who that was. I'm showing my age, and I actually had a Tice Van Leer album back in the 70s. He was the flautist that played with a band called Focus, and their one-hit wonder was called Hocus Pocus. So really, Hocus Pocus by Focus. You know. <laughs> I have had interviews with three different flute players this week. It's so bizarre because the, fla- the flute is not that common of an instrument, and yet you bring it in into your show. As kind of a surprise, was that your instrument, or was guitar your instrument, or was there another instrument that was your first instrument?
1: Oh, probably piano, and I'm not real good at that. I mean, <laughs> I, I never really had lessons, but I just uh it was. I played it since I was two years old. I messed around on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, flute. I've been playing since I was ten. Okay. Marching band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I was going to say voice is my first instrument. Oh, okay. I, I've been- in my whole life so yeah
0: jason some of the best bass players were guitar players first so did you pick up a guitar before you picked up a bass or are you a bass player all along
3: well i was also a piano player first i played classical piano when i was young and then i started playing percussion in middle school really and i I was in marching band as well i played in the high school marching band played and actually played two seasons in the razorback marching band too playing drums My first band, I, I did play guitar a little bit poorly, and my first band, the piano player was better than me, the drummer was better than me, the guitar player was better than me. So I wanted to be in the, I to be in the band really bad, so I went and bought a bass guitar, and that's, I just stuck with it. And I think that my drumming background, that's kind of how I approach the instrument anyway, is it's a percussion instrument for me that just happens to play melody.
0: That's and, so funny because the bass player in our band—that's one of the jokes we. The band that was in, one of the jokes we had was that he plays bass because he just wants to be in the band, man.
3: Yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm still that way, and I, absolutely, I just want to be in band. So yeah, that's why I get to play bass guitar. I'm I'm not an accomplished musician by any by any means, but people let me stick around because I can. Fake my way through it, I guess. There you go. <laughs> How
0: about you, Kevin? Have you been just, a, and not the to, not the to dimension but have you has the drums been your only instrument? Pretty much,
4: pretty much. Got my first pair of sticks when I was three years old, and wow. never stopped. Yeah, never stopped. Just uh, what I've always wanted to do. I can play two guitar chords, and uh, I know where middle C is on the piano. Uh, but <laughs> if I couldn't hit it with a stick, I wasn't much interested in it to learn. So.
0: My grandson's two and a half. I just sent a picture of a starter drum kit to my daughter just this past couple of weeks. So if Jamie, if you're listening, Kevin started when he was three. Seamus will be three in March. Just saying. Okay. (laughs) I (laughs) highly recommend it. Go for it. That's right. Rachel, the next song we're going to listen to is Sophia. Who is Sophia?
1: Well, um, I'm surrounded by teenage girls. (laughs) They're in and out of my house. Like myself, uh, some of them are pretty rebellious. This is just a song that I I wrote to many teenage girls. And I, I cannot tell you how many women friends of mine have come up and said, did you write that song about me?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, so I guess, you know, a lot of folks could relate to it. And I, it's no different from myself. It's about a rebell- rebellious girl you know Sophia it just came to me I thought what a beautiful name and you don't hear it much and maybe never in a song that I know of so that's where that came from it it worked with the rhythms and I thought oh cool I'll just use that name you know it's nice
0: it sounds like one (laughs) of those songs that you came with a real determination like I'm coming with this song and here's how it is and Kevin do what you want but here's what you're doing and Jason do what you want but here's what you're doing Almost like that. Almost like you had a full vision of the song. That's what I really song did. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We continued to work on it. And I believe we've, we've got it where we want it now. So yeah, uh-huh. it it's, it's gone through all different phases <laughs> for sure.
0: <laughs> gentleman yeah. I talked to from Arizona was talking about some of the songs that they do. Maybe the drummer or the guitar player came in four weeks before they recorded the drummer came in that week. So they kind of sat in and their recorded version of song X is nothing like it is now live because it's gone through all these changes. Do you allow that in your songs? Because some people are real possessive of their songs.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, On the Vine, we recorded that in 2009. Mm -hmm. And you listen to the recording from 2009 and then listen to what uh, this band has done with it. And they're two different animals. It's finally where... I, I would want it now. It's, you know, we all work real good together. So it's a, a really good song now.
0: Kevin, do you add anything to the song Sophia that shouldn't be there or, or got made the song more enhanced because of this idea that you had?
4: I, I think this Sophia is one of the ones that Rachel showed up at a gig at our regular Wednesday gig and said, I have this new song, here we go. And so it would literally have never heard it before. We all play it. I think that if if I add anything to it, it was probably an arrangement more of a, give it a little bit more structure. Okay, okay. here's the verse. Here we go. Here's the chorus, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it it wasn't anything that we all talked about. It just kind of organically happens that way.
0: Yeah. How about you, Jason? Same thing?
4: Yeah,
3: pretty much. I mean, it, it definitely, for me, when we started playing that song, I was almost playing this kind of stacks bass part and it was a little just too busy and Chris is really good about telling me when I'm too busy because he's got a great ear and he was right as always and so I just kind of laid back on it so I, I assumed the version that was played was a more recent version so I was laying back a lot and that's kind of how it goes is after a couple months few months of playing it we figure out what the song needs and really that to me that one Sophia kind of came already kind of set in stone in a way for what I feel like Rachel saw in it. And then, you know, we all kind of, after time, laid back and found exactly what needed to happen in that song. Well, that's
0: such a great way of putting it to you laid back and found it. You didn't go looking for it, but you found it. That's so cool. Right. Rachel, this is like one of your kids, isn't it? When you hear these guys talking about your songs, isn't it fun?
1: <laughs> I love, yeah, I love these guys. They get it.
0: <laughs> Let's give this a listen. The song yeah. is called Sophia with Brick
3: Fields from Prairie Grove, Arkansas.
0: That's Sophia with the Brickfield from Prairie Grove, Arkansas. And we'll be back talking with, with Rachel and the band. But first, I have a message for bass players. The Bag is a high-quality leather gig bag family of products that are handmade in the USA with the finest craftsmanship with a beautiful, sophisticated, and very cool overall appearance. They're made of some of the finest quality leather and cushion available and meant to last a lifetime, literally a lifetime. They have over 30 years in the leather industry and are extremely proud to introduce this line of gig bags targeted for, well, not just the skilled professional, but as well as the fun-seeking novice. Their hope is that you will love the bag as much as they do themselves. The bag. It's a whole line of gig bags called The Bag, and it's a Tony Vaughn Base Bags. Www. TonyVaughn.com. We got one more song to talk about, and that's called Talk About the Weather. And when I was in junior high, we sang a song called The Weather based on a poem by Mark Twain. It said, everyone talks about the weather, but no one does anything about it. So when I saw this <laughs> song, I, I have to ask, Rachel, is this inspired at all by Mark Twain's writings?
1: I've never heard
0: that. No. <laughs> People don't think of Twain uh, yeah, as, a poet, as, as a poet. They think of Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn, so they don't really think of his poetry. But it was probably yeah. one of his more famous poems. Kevin's
1: probably heard that, actually. He's he, kind of like a walking
4: encyclopedia.
0: Oh, yeah? Kevin, you heard that one before?
4: I have heard that one. That's I've, yeah. I, was, I enjoyed the reference. I hadn't thought about that in a long time.
0: That's funny. So tell me about the the weather rachel what's what's that uh, what's that song about
4: you know
1: I've heard context about um, a negative context about well people saying well when not, when people don 't have anything to talk about, they just talk about the weather all the time. Have you ever heard that you know I like,
0: have, yeah yeah, okay,
1: and I thought, well what's wrong with that you know because there's uh, there's so much garbage coming out of people 's mouths all the time sometimes you know (laughs) why not talk about the weather it's a good thing i mean i love the weather and in arkansas you know it could rain snow heat up all in one day you just never know what it's crazy weather sometimes around here so larry says with the songs about our exes (laughs)
0: because you said you wrote this one together right you and larry wrote this one together
1: I, I wrote the lyrics. He wrote the music. Okay,
0: okay. I was wondering if, like, you wrote a verse. He wrote a verse.
1: Yeah, I will say that. Um, I, I hope my ex-husband doesn't hear this, but <laughs> I, I will say he, he likes. Okay, he likes to talk a lot, and and he likes to bitch and grasp about a lot of things. And so, when I wrote this song, I was um, not far from that divorced and uh it was refreshing not to have that negativity in my ear all the time yeah. and so it, it really inspired me to to it, to write those lyrics if you have nothing good to say why not talk about the weather there you go kind of what, yeah and there's Come a and then each verse is a little different because uh yeah there's a lot of a lot of stuff comes out of people's mouths and it's like why just you know if you don't have anything good to say talk about the weather That's remember
0: the comedian, the, the comedian Don Rickles used to say if you don't have something nice to say about somebody go ahead and say it
1: and I was just talking trash about my ex-husband so maybe yeah. I need to talk about it well, I was just <laughs> going to say
0: Kevin, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin and Jason does she practice what she preaches yes well, Kevin's going yeah. yes yes she signs yes. the checks <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Authenticity and sincerity go hand in hand. When when you're writing something that comes from in here, if it's not sincere, if it's not authentic, it doesn't play out there. Is that right?
1: Oh, yeah. It pours out of the music for sure. Mm-hmm. It can be a real blessing or or a curse mm-hmm. for me because, yeah, these guys will agree. You know, it's like, if I'm not feeling good and I'm going to a gig, I'm most likely going to talk about it. <laughs> you know, I try to get, I try to get all that stuff out before I go, because I know it's going to be real. Whatever's talk, coming out of my mouth will be real.
0: Talking about going to gigs and that being in a good mood. I just heard this the other day. So the first people I get to share this with Jim Morrison and the doors were doing a show and on their way to the gig, the band stopped and got ice cream and Jim Morrison was like, no, man, we got to do a show. And the band went and got ice cream. And he got so angry about it. He downed a fifth of Jack. And he just went there and sat and you've seen pictures of this before. just sat cross-legged on the stage and just kind of like, you know, people were booing him and yelling at him and everything. And one guy was inspired by that, that he got into music. And his name was something Stoogel or something like that. And his band was called the Stooges and he was Iggy Pop. Oh. Isn't that a great <laughs> story? Yeah. I'd never heard that before. I love it. So Kevin, I think relates to this because I think you're like me. I just, I grab hold of nuggets like that and hold on to them forever. I just love that kind of trivia. And, oh, yeah. Uh, so it, there's some reach right my point, I guess, is there's nothing wrong with having a bad day and letting people know about it because it inspires other people, you know? Jason, yeah. you're so quiet. You're so quiet. What inspires <laughs> What inspires you in music?
3: You know, I I have a pretty varied taste, and this this band is very different from all my other bands. I was always in rock and roll bands, psychedelic garage rock, all this stuff. Yeah. And um, this band inspires me a ton. I, like I said, I was a fan first, and what I love about being in this band is that my my family members, especially the older family members, my grandmother just loves this music. It's universal. Uh-huh. And, and that's, I, th- I think that, like you were talking about sincerity, and that's what, if there's anything that this band has and Rachel has with their voice and their lyrics, it's sincerity. And it's something you don't really see very often. I think that's why it's immediately just anybody walking down the street or walking into a gig where Rachel's singing and we're playing they're immediately struck by the honesty and sincerity of the music. And I mean, I I still, to this day, just feel so fortunate that I get to be a part of it because of that.
0: What do you think of that, Mama Bear? That makes Uh, me feel good.
1: That's sweet. I I, I was thinking how I feel guilty about talking trash about (laughs) (laughs) Megs. uh well you know he, he, we're still friends and he's an all right guy
3: but yeah that, okay, so thank you
1: thank you jason that was very sweet <laughs> was, that's,
0: that's such a compliment such a compliment to be
1: it really uh, is yeah thank you <laughs> and,
0: and kevin was awkwardly silent through that whole thing so <laughs> jason i'm just said it perfectly i'm just standing uh, up here say
4: <laughs> one thing about rachel she is she has no pretense
0: I got that. I got that. I got that from the very first song I heard her sing, man. It just comes across, you know, and that's why those words, sincerity and authenticity mean so much. When you look at how music is processed anymore, that's how I see it, at least. And Mm -hmm. I, I know several artists concur with me about this. So much music that's put out today is just processed and it's not created. It's not coming from in here. You know, it's coming from a piece of paper. Here's your lead sheet. Here's your lyrics here's the sound, here's the song, go sing it, go play it. You guys don't have that, man. You have what my, my best friend, Eckert, Tom Eckert, we all call him Eckert. He always talks about feel and the feel of songs and the feel of a music or of music. You guys have that feel and it's powerful and it's good. And nobody can take that from you. And it comes across even in a song, when you're just talking about the weather. See, see the segue I did there. So now we're gonna. <laughs> this, huh? So if we're with Brickfields, and the last song we're gonna hear from them is exactly Let's talk about the weather.
2: Top! i
0: Boy, talk about the weather. Brickfield's with us today, and that's Rachel Fields, Larry Brick, Chris Parker, Kevin Bonner, Jason Young, and Hunter Judkins. So kids, this is what we call the shameless self-promotion section of the show. Talk about where we can hear you, see you, buy your music, buy your merch, where you're playing, what's coming up throughout the rest of the summer and the rest of 2023 and into 24. Start with you, Rachel. What's coming up?
1: Okay, uh, well, they can check out our website at brickfieldsmusic.com, and I attempt to keep the calendar up to date at all times, <laughs> so um, we've got some things coming up around here in Northwest Arkansas, and uh, let's see, August 11th, we're going to be at the Music M- Move Music Depot, it's a brand new venue in Rogers, Arkansas, we'll be there August 11th at, seven o'clock um then we've got several shows between and we know we do like a, my my husband larry and i do a lot of duo stuff as well so we've got several shows booked uh with the duo the uh-huh. band's going to be at uh salem springs uh city there's a city event for salem springs and that's uh, in arkansas as well then we'll be playing george's majestic lounge in fayetteville in september there's quite a few so i don't know how many you want me to go through um i'm going to brazil in october really yeah More for fun for fun or for music music mississippi delta blues festival
2: wow
1: uh, i'll be going by myself Um Sad that the 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 guys can't go with me. The funding wasn't there, so I'll be going and singing with musicians over there in Brazil.
0: Wow, that's exciting. Um, uh,
1: yeah, that will be exciting and fun.
0: What about websites, Jason, Kevin? Websites or uh, social media? Where do we find you guys? You um, Kev- our,
3: yeah. Go ahead, Jason. Um, go for it, Kevin. Okay. Uh, mean I just want to mention. All of a lot of the stuff is on Spotify, and um, I think it's on Apple Music. Music, I think it's pretty easy to find. Okay. For on the streaming services and go go stream those a million times so Rachel can get sent her twenty five cent check. <laughs> um.
0: Now, how do you guys split that? Four ways, five ways, six ways?
3: <laughs> it goes all to her. It's should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin,
0: anything it
2: else all
0: goes Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, anything else you think that we should plug here?
4: Merch? Uh, you guys have merch on a website? Yep, yeah, it's uh, brickfieldsmusic.com. Uh, she's got some great t-shirts. She does her own jewelry, which is very popular. I'm no kidding. Yeah,
0: no, Rachel. Very she sells Rachel, a bunch of that. this is when you plug this stuff. This is when you plug this stuff. Oh, look at that screen. It's it's video, but uh, for the audio members, she just showed me some really cool earrings that she's wearing. And uh, is that your ne- choker? Is that a choker or necklace? Necklace. <laughs> now, like, now you're making me put my glasses on. That's how old I am. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That's really cool. So they make their own jewelry. They have T-shirts. They have hats, uh, stickers, CDs, songs. And it's all at, one more time brickfriends.brickfields, see, that's why. Brickfields, all one word, .com, right? No hyphens, underscores.
1: Brickfieldsmusic.com.
0: Brickfieldsmusic.com. Well, it's been a lot of fun, Rachel. And guys, thank you so much. We've been visiting with Brickfields from Prairie Grove, Arkansas. Join us tomorrow when we go to Searcy, Arkansas. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast.